This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for coming back. I'm Dan McNeil. This is the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. And my hope is you had a tremendously satisfying Christmas holiday with your family and you're optimistic, hopeful that 2024 is going to be a great year. I'm feeling that way myself, and I am going to stuff the suggestion box for the Bears on the heels of their win over the Arizona Cardinals in just a little bit. Yes, it was a satisfying win, and Bears fans who love to see the team move the sticks and run the ball, they had themselves a day, but oh boy, oh boy, there's a little bit of a problem that you may not have been mindful of heading into Week 16. I'll fill you in on that in just a few minutes. I was in a terrific mood over the last couple of days, and yes, it's because of the holiday and being able to set aside work, set aside my hobbies like fishing and golf and watching football and just focus on my family. So I was a little bit unplugged for the last couple of days other than watching the NFL. That was pretty much my only departure. But I was perusing the internet on uh, Monday night, felt like Sunday night, but Monday night I'm looking uh, I'm looking for things people are chirping about around the NFL. And I stumbled upon the former Illini star, Richard Mendenhall, drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He won a Super Bowl with the Steelers when they beat Arizona a few years back. Ben Roethlisberger's second championship, that was the Santonio Holmes game. Um, The amazing catch in the end zone. Steelers winning, what, their sixth championship, I think, at that time. That was Richard Mendenhall. He's been out of sight and out of mind for several years, at least for many of us. And then he resurfaced and he had comments over the weekend, or I guess late last week, regarding how bad the analysts are doing NFL games. Most specifically, or I should say more specifically, white analysts. White analysts who are ex-players who couldn't have carried Richard Mendenhall's jock in his not-so-humble opinion. It was uh, it was not a happy tweet that got this conversation rolling, and it was not a positive one, and it's one that smacked of divisiveness, as described by Ryan Clark the former Steelers safety who does a lot of work on ESPN. And I agreed with Clark's assessment of it. I, and I'm one who's constantly bitching about jocks who can't bring it in the booth. And it's not just the average ones. It's the good ones. Tony Romo on Monday afternoon 
he was he was lost as well, talking about oh the defensive. A guy drops the ball, maybe live speed you don't see it, but when a guy drops the ball, don't just assume that the defender got a finger on it and redirected the path of the hoochie. That wasn't the case, and even upon watching the replay, the very good player who was Tony Romo, not a great player, but a good player, just good enough to break your heart, was wrong. And he's the highest paid in his profession. He makes he makes all the big dough. Tony Romo. And he's not what you would call an average player. Mendenhall said he was the GOAT compared to all of the white guys who are doing games. Richard Mendenhall rushed for almost 1,300 yards in his, I think, second year, maybe third year in the league with the Steelers. He had two years where he rushed for more than 1,000 yards. He was never... He was never more than a complimentary player. He was an okay player. He is not wrong. There are some horrible analysts. He's wrong to to, to make it about racism. I, I, I don't understand why he felt the need to go there, but he did. And in the discussion about it, surfaced a word that I was taught as a kid growing up in the late 60s and early 70s never to use. I taught my children, my three sons, never to say that word. That word never is acceptable. And it was thrown around in the criticisms of Richard Mendenhall by African-American former athletes. To me, it's never acceptable. It took it took white fathers <laughs> centuries to get that word out of the jargon, to, to get people more respectful of people who aren't like them. And I grew up in a town that was that was not very progressive, not diverse, to say the least. My hometown of Highland, Indiana, was accused of being a town where cops profiled in the 70s and into the 80s. And that was that was horrible. If if that I don't know how much of it was accurate, but I believe a lot of it. And it's horrible that people grow up that way. Um it's it's wrong. And for me, that word is always going to be wrong. I don't want to spend any more time talking about it than I already did. That's just my thought on Richard Mendenhall's big play of the week to resurrect his uh, <laughs> his name, I guess, and his notoriety. Lots of luck to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were big winners over the weekend. I want to let you know you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to $10,000. In bonus money, bet $10 in same game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. It's Matt Eberflus and the Bears 27 and the Arizona Cardinals 16. The Bears offense looked very efficient as it strode out to a 21 to 7 halftime lead. Maybe left a little bit of meat on the bone before the half, but that's, that's the way it goes. They didn't score on their first possession, but the Bears running game was terrific Sunday against Arizona. It was terrific more predicated on what Fields does with the football than what Herbert, Khalil Herbert, number 24, Roshan Johnson, number 23, the rookie out of Texas, did. And while their numbers were terrific, Herbert averaging five and a half yards per carry. He had 20 carries. He averaged five and a half a pop, and you know what? He looked slow and he doesn't break tackles, and he doesn't make guys miss, and the Bears need to go shopping for a running back in the offseason. There it is. I said it. 
yes, they probably need a new quarterback and they need another wide receiver and they need another offensive lineman and they could use more help in the front seven. Their secondary is set, but the Bears have needs. You know what they are. They include running back, something a lot of people didn't give much thought to. Certainly Ryan Poles didn't. He decided to let David Montgomery walk, and while Montgomery's career as a Bear was not outstanding, he was a tough dude who always did what he was asked, whether it was running, catching, or blocking, and he gave you max effort, and he stayed healthy for the most part. He's prospering now in Detroit. He's a better player than the Bears projected unless they just don't value the position or knew in their heart of hearts it was going to wind up being Fields again who spearheaded their running game because that's what makes their running attack best. People have to respect what number one can do if he tucks it away and eyes the marker because he's going to get there. Khalil Herbert is not. Now, he showed a nice burst on the touchdown run to the corner. He sometimes does that with the pylon, but if you watch Roche, I'm sorry, if you watch Herbert, when he tries to get to the edge, all these little bitty chop steps, chop, 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 chop. He can't get there. He can't get the edge on most corners and some linebackers. He's not fast. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not special. The bears don't need to do this in the first round or second, or maybe even the third, but they got to get better at running back next year. They sure as F do not good enough. Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, he looks sluggish, too. I was expecting more out of the rookie. I know he's a first-year player and a fourth-round draft pick, but he sat behind one of the best players in college football last year, the big B train, and Atlanta's coming in this week. Bears three-point favorites over the Falcons at Ben Rivers. Yeah, go ahead and lay the Bears again. They covered for you on Sunday with relative ease. I had the under in Bears, Arizona. I think it's 37 and a half. We've got it at 37 and a half at Bet Rivers for Bears and Falcons. I'm going nowhere near that, uh, nowhere near the game. But I would be surprised if the Bears didn't run up yet another win and it would be their seventh of the year heading into that date against the Packers to wrap it all up. Man, you didn't think we'd be here when they started 0-4. I sure didn't. No effing way because they weren't getting to the quarterback. Well, Poles pulls off the trade for Montez Sweat, who didn't get there Sunday, but he he got some really good pressures and at valuable times in the game. Justin Jones has been a really good player for the Bears. (laughs) He gets gets a gold star for his effort, but the player of the game for me, and it's not the first time I've said this this season, is Kyler Gordon. Number six, your table is ready, dude. That guy flies all over the field. He is a physical tackler. He is one of the better Bears DBs against the run in a long, long time. I thought Kyle Fuller, number 23, was a really good tackler. This guy might be even better. And he's aggressive, and I love it when they bring him up to the line of scrimmage because he likes to get after it. Kyler Gordon led the Bears in tackles yesterday. I'm sorry, Sunday. And uh, I I have really enjoyed watching this second-year player come of age. It took him a little bit last year. Brisker had the better start, Jaquan Brisker. But uh, it was Gordon the second half of last season and this season who has sparkled. 
And the Bears have had some good complimentary play from Tyrone Smith, number 32. Jalen Johnson, the veteran who's going to get paid in the offseason, had a very nice aggressive tackle on the first carry of the game for James Conner. Yesterday, Gordon slung him down in rude fashion, Wayne Larrabee. More of the same. More of that. Give me more of that, fellas. I, I think Bears fans should be most pleased with the way the ball club performed. It did what it had to do with Cole Komet dinged up after a, a, a career-best first half. Uh, God, he had 104 receiving yards in the first half, didn't he? I mean, he was terrific, but he got uh, he got owied, and DJ Moore was not as effective after he kind of got banged up on the ankle, had his boot had a boot wrapped around the ankle and was getting ice for a while. He did return to the game, but wasn't very effective. So the Bears had to be creative, and they had to get the ball to Mercedes Lewis, the ageless wonder as described by Kevin Kugler on Fox. Mark Sanchez, by the way. Um, does he count as one of those uh, as one of those averages? Is he a white guy, average white guy? I, I check with Richard Mendenhall. He might be Hispanic, so maybe that doesn't count. I don't know if we can criticize uh, him. I, I just anyway, Sanchez is awful. He's done three Bears games, I think, this year. I've hated his work every time. He puts less into it than Romo does. Give Richard Mendenhall that job. Just tell him to be nice and be kind to everybody. Um, where was I at here? I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today because I, 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 last night, Monday night, I was, I was stunned by how easily the Ravens moved the chain against the 49ers. Maybe that's a little bit why I'm fuzzy this morning. It wasn't because I bet on San Francisco to win last night, um, what were they? Five and a half point favorites. It's just that I have fingered them to win it all once we get to Las Vegas in in February. But John Harbaugh's Ravens just kicked their ass. They shelled them. Brock Purdy threw three first half interceptions. 49ers are still the class of the league. I'll take the 49ers and you can have the field. But it's tighter. And uh, man, the Ravens. If you didn't respect them going into last night, you better right now because they are they are hitting on all cylinders. Week 17 should be very exciting. We got the Dolphins proving that they are are worthy of the conversation about going deep into the playoffs. They knocked off the Cowboys. The Eagles showed they still, you know, a little bit reeling, gave up that big lead against the Giants and almost peed that thing away. So it's it's getting very exciting as we hit the stretch run. And, yes, there are a lot of teams who aren't very good. And watching this stuff sometimes when there aren't alternatives is, is a tough putt. Maybe you'd rather throw Hoosiers on than watch the Taylor Heineke's of the world quarterback in regular season NFL games. But nonetheless... It's they don't hand these trophies out in October and every year we're reminded of that because we write somebody off or we exalt somebody five or six weeks into the season and then we do it again in December and I've been guilty of it lately with the 49ers. We'll see if they come back from that loss because that was a kick in the teeth. That was a bad loss. That wasn't playing well and, you know, losing to a great player. That was getting your ass kicked for four quarters. 
and the 49ers offense was not good. Purdy made some bad reads last night and some bad throws. He forced the ball. Was not outstanding. So anyway, it's it's exciting. And Bet Rivers Podcast Network is where you want to be for all of the best football angles that are going on. If you're as interested in the Cleveland Browns success as I am, the Browns, the Browns have won 10 football games very quietly, and they're doing it now with Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl MVP a few years ago when he was with John Harbaugh and the Ravens in the Harbaugh Bowl in New Orleans when the Ravens beat Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers. Um, I I just I truly love this game. It is it is it is fun year after year, and can't wait to get after it again later this week. I want to thank Adam Delavitt. He's the big boss at Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thanks, Dell, for giving me all these chances to talk about football and other games people play. Sam Michael is the executive producer of the Danny Mac Podcast. Those of you who are subscribing, thank you very much for doing so. If you haven't, please subscribe. It only takes a second. Whether you do it on YouTube, where you could actually watch the show and watch the interviews, uh, get some B-roll, get some stats maybe every now and again, uh, or you do it on Spotify, wherever you get it. App doesn't matter. Just please subscribe. Click that little button. And thanking Randy Merkin, Alex Pastor, and Troy Mocker for all of their help with the podcast. Talk again in a couple of days. I'm Dan McNeil, and this is the Danny Mac Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.